Welcome to this episode of Teen Titans Talk. Aha, I tricked you. Aha. I didn't rehearse ah. that. <laughs> so we are going to talk. We're going to ask questions about the uh, season thus far. But before we do that, we're going to not do that. We are going to do a little epilogue portion for the things that I totally didn't forget to cover in the last episode. I don't believe you. Should be very brief. Uh, yeah. Um, what is Cinderblock's fate? Yeah, what the hell I'm is Cinderblock doing? Um, <laughs> is he dead? So. No, no, no. Listen. So we... Everything rematerializes <laughs> in the desert. Um, and it's at a point where you guys are still there to make the choice. It happened some point between uh, after you beat Logan, but before you went home. <laughs> so Cinderblock is there. He kind of like groggily, like he, this is for narrative purposes. It's not like he's like, he's conscious, but he's not like, you know, combatant. He's basically, you could bonk he him and kill him, out. but he is, he is kind of up. He sits up and kind of looks around. Um, and so basically the situation is that you guys, um, you have a choice of like what to do about him. He has been altered in, in a few ways. So, um, but he is not hostile towards you any longer. Can we talk seems. to him? Uh, you can certainly try. Cinderblock! Hey, are you in there? He looks to go, What's Cinderblock has never been able to speak. <laughs> oh, does anybody have comprehend languages? <laughs> Tongues? Can anybody speak in tongues? Perhaps the raven could read his mind. I can turn into a, uh, <laughs> a earth elemental. I don't oh, know God. if I can understand him, though. I have no idea. <laughs> I, can, I know, okay. Hmm. If I could speak Terran as an earth elemental, and if right. he's speaking Terran, <clears throat> um, can I understand it? I don't know if I can. It says I could speak it. Wait. I have no... I mean, it would certainly make sense in this world for him to be some kind of uh, elemental adjacent, even though I made him as a construct. I mean, the type really doesn't matter um, between the two. But... uh, I mean, I could say that that would work. I'm going to turn into an earth elemental. Damn it! I googled Cinderblock, and what do you think came up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, language oh, is Terran. Okay. Um. Well, I will say one way or the other between speaking as a Rockman or Raven, using her mind powers, um, you can definitely you can communicate with him. Yo, what's the sitch, Rockman? <laughs> he, uh, 
He goes. So what's cinder block sound like when he's a normal oh. guy? <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I had planned on doing like emotional impressions, like <laughs> not like speech. <laughs> well, you should um, never plan for anything with us. Players have agency. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. He goes. <clears throat> Uh, well, <coughs> sorry, yeah, like something, <laughs> the vocal cords are still pretty messed up from all these alterations. <laughs> he goes, <laughs> he goes, thank you for saving me. I hate this choice, even as I try to commit to it. <laughs> I love it. You gotta dig in. Keep going. Yeah, no problem. Are you okay? What 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 happened? He goes. Uh, well, I uh, after I remember fighting you at the prison. And then an explosion. And then I was, couldn't move, but I was in a lab. And they kept adding pieces to me. And then the pretty man looked in my eyes. (laughs) And he says, and I wanted to help him. You were that feeling by the says yes he says that feeling wanes sometimes but they also they had other ways of keeping me obedient and by the time i was fully awake he looks down at his chest and uh just at the like gaping now broken open like cockpit and uh he goes They they changed me. Well, maybe it could be fixed. He goes... Tell him the the piece that he's been missing all along has been friendship. (laughs) He looks at you because he goes, "Uh, I can understand him. Oh. Yeah, he heard you. But, oh. but Wait, I can't talk. You say it better than just can't, He just can't speak like uh, the same I'm sorry, thing. Sorry, I, I expected him to say it better than I did. I, I, give, I give a thumbs up to Cyborg very... and then just to Cinderblock. <laughs> I mean, as somebody who's only like part of a human, like that's become the most important thing to me. So, uh, anyway, y'all keep talking. Sorry. So he um he says. I just I just don't want to be able to be controlled. Hmm. Yeah, it's not fun to be pushed around and told what to do. Um, maybe we could work something out. Um, Hmm. I I I guess 
Hmm. I guess I turn back into Beast Boy and I relay like kind of what he explained about how he was uh, captured. And I'm like, should we take him into custody or should he, what should we do? Should we set him free? I guess it depends. What do we, does he seem like he's going to immediately start stirring up trouble or do you think he's going to try and find a new life? Uh, do we know? Do we know? Do we much know why he was plan? in the prison in the first place? Um, he was, <clears throat> he was a. Um, I mean, he has a villain history, um, but mostly he he was like an agent for Slade, or however you know Slade's manipulated lots of types, obviously, and uh, Slade sent sent him to break out Plasmus. But that's the only interaction you've had with him uh, thus far. I, I quickly, as as we're talking, oh wait, do I, I? I don't know if I actually have access to the internet, but I do a quick little um, search on his past criminal history. Well, you guys have read his file before, and okay. I will say there is genuinely not a lot on Cinderblock because okay. he is. I'm pretty sure like a cart like a Teen Titans cartoon original character and oh. also like he's been in a comic but like it was like one run and of a Teen right. Titans like comic run um and uh yeah he's not like like Plasmus for instance has greater um like comic origin than 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 Cinderblock does. Cinderblock, right. who knows what the hell he came from? There's so many like weird metahumans or mutated like plants, plant people, or like magically animated like things in in this world that you know, yeah. I I know I'm like. Look, he doesn't have a giant past. Darn it, he was being manipulated by Slade. I I don't know. I think it just really depends on where we think he's going to go from now, from here on out. I say, uh, I say, perhaps we can give uh, that kind of crime a pass. And I glance over at Robin, but then try not to look like I'm glancing over at Robin. <laughs> well, we're definitely not yeah. leaving him in the middle of, well, no, the desert. No. And Look, I mean, you're you're gonna be okay. Yeah, uh, I I turn I turn back into an earth elemental, and I'm just like, do you have like a home to go back to? <laughs> where where he, are you from? <clears throat> he goes. Mm-hmm. He says, "No home when come into people place." I well, I don't. know. I'm talking normally, actually. He says, no, I don't. (laughs) I says, I I do not have a home. He says, when I would go to a place with people, I, well, even if my, even if I did not want to hurt anyone, they would attack me. Mm. So the first, one of the first people to not attack me was the masked one. 
I changed back into Beast Boy again. I'm just like, <laughs> what if we just like, what if we had him under our protection for a while? <laughs> he could just live at the live at the. Uh... I mean, we have a whole like island there. That's true. I mean, it's he could hang out. <laughs> Doubt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what's he gonna do on Titan Island? I think. He I mean, I guess he could go anywhere. Do we? Know I mean, I know a lot of people were upset about his supposed death, so they might be happy that he's all right now. It. The question is: is it's is uh, if he did, we did bring him to the tower. Would he be able to be visible to the public, or would we need to hide him? Because actually, mm. hiding him wouldn't be easy. Good point. I think the question is whether we should just let him go on his way or if he needs some type of supervision or taken under someone's custody. Seems like he's had some bad uh, streaks of getting uh, controlled by bigger villains. Could try uh, Cyborg. Okay. I was uh, going to go say, ahead. go ahead. I was just gonna say, uh, feel free to roll Arcana. Oh, I guess nobody has roll twenty open. Uh, I'll, actually, I'll, I'll just I'll just tell you this. Um, it's it's fairly apparent now that you have time to like like observe his modifications. Um, with access to the internal portion that's been kind of like hollowed out a little bit. Um, uh, you you can tell that obviously repairing him um repairing him like fully restoring him to something like what he was before although he will never be the same um would take many many months of continual work and uh periodic attention um, but you could successfully, like, gut the control equipment and, like, weld, like, inner, in, inner weld, like, all of the, like, control uh, connections so that they are just, like, bits of, because he's, like, a rock person. So him having, like, okay. so the, basically, like, you could rewire it to his own neural network right. and, like block off and like any access in like an hour it wouldn't be long and then so so basically when it comes down to the choice um whatever you guys decide to do you you can in either of those choices um take away at least the ability to directly control him right um i I, I was going to ask, could I feasibly, because his current body is kind of devastated, could I, well, effectively downgrade him or construct a new body based on what he already has that would look completely different from what he is and he'd effectively have a new life? I don't think he wants to look different. Well, I know. It's worth asking. I'm just... Uh... Is it is well, it something? I think what, his body what? is the rock parts, and that's kind of what's the important part. Right. I mean, I, that's what I mean. Is is it something that mm. he like? It's as it stands, his body's kind of devastated. 
I can we even restore it to its full functionality? And if so, do we, in the meantime, do we want to give, do, you know, is there a way to just give him a partial movement while his body's being restored? I, I, that's um, more of Yeah. That, that comes into like what you choose to do for a method of repairing him. So basically, you guys have hit the two choices that I could think of at least right on the head. Um, so before I say more about that, um, as you guys are talking, the uh, the little bug, like the little robot bug, like skitters out onto his shoulder and he notices it. Huh? And he kind of puts a finger up to it and it like crawls onto his finger and he kind of like lifts it up to his face and looks at it. And he kind of smiles a little bit, just looking at the little the little robot bug, which is the little observation bug drone that um, that Robin threw on him in case things kind of went further south. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, and now with that, like you guys, yeah, you could um, you could do. Whichever you could bring him home. Yeah, I or... turned. I turned to Robin, and or sorry, I cut yeah, you off. He was saying the choices. What did you say? You could bring we him home. We want to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could bring him home, but it is also a conceivable option, considering his obviously his status in the U.S. as a villain to leave him to this kind of life more of solitude and harmlessness. Mm. I'm going to, uh, while, while people are, uh, cyborgs going over all these technicalities, I'm just going to abruptly raise my hand and I'm going to say, um, I will vote as per the American democracy. <laughs> I turn to Robin and I say, can we keep him? <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I them. show up behind Beast Boy and nod furiously. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he's all he's all beat up. We gotta at least like fix him, and then like get him. You know, we should keep him. <laughs> Look, we we need to obviously we need to ask what he wants, but we need to know what's possible and what we're willing to offer to be before we give him his options. He's coming. I transformed. How? how plausible it is to revert him back to his original state, is it? I think I need to make a check for that. Do we even um, know what his original state is? Oh, well, you mean the old one. The, the old rock person. Don't, don't assume that he had... Yeah, yeah, he means the rock one. Because as far as anyone knows, Cinderblock was never, like, a normal guy. <laughs> yeah, we don't know. And that's kind of what I was saying is I uh, my my proposal was is in his current form, I don't even know if we can fix him. So reverting him to something else might be able to uh, both be a disguise and make him more mobile and easier to fit in doorways. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, should, should I roll a check to see how easy it would be to, say, turn him back to his old form or some other form well, in general. Well, so w what I was trying to say before was that this is not going to be a check. It is going to be a thing that you know is possible. And then down the road in Season 2, if there are particular things you want to do, uh, 
that then we can cover those with checks. But either way, it's going to be a process that takes like a, a good amount of time. Right. If you if you want to like completely remove like the big drill arm and everything and like the modifications um but uh but what is the complete opposite of that is if you just want to gut the internal controls and make sure he can't be like piloted that would be a good first step yeah mm-hmm. unless he wanted to like say be my new car and turn him no. into a transformer <laughs> <laughs> That's where this whole see, thing would go. See, like, see, see, this is where y'all's like, can we have a pet slash useful ally thing like like breaks down is with Cyborg slash Johnny being like, let me do questionably, uh, ethically questionable things. <laughs> yeah, we need to, now we need to do the season two community thing Look. where we vote on whether Cyborg is the Teen Titan anymore. Look, <laughs> the thing is, we're going to have to mod this guy one way or another. Listen, like, we, we got to change him. So we can well, offer we upgrades. To, we have to fix him. We don't have to change him. We is, have it, to... is it really necessary to figure out what specific ways we fix him right now? We'll, we'll do that. I, I think that what we need to figure out right now is is uh, how we're going to help him. And I feel like we got to at least make it up for him to him with all the bad, bad blood we've had in the past. Because right. he's had a hard time. <laughs> Cinderblock, what do you... Do you... We have two options. One is you can kind of do your thing here. And nobody's going to really bother you. There's a lot of desert. Or, um, you can come back and over time we can slowly try and help you to get back to some semblance of yourself. And maybe you can, you know, maybe we can give you a job as, like, guarding the tower or something like that. I changed back into a uh, Earth Elemental so he can respond <laughs> to me. He, he, um, <clears throat> hmm, says, I, I am not sure, he says, I don't know, it's like, I would have to return to a place where people would look at me in fear. He says, I, I do not know. I just, I don't want to be controlled. Any way you look at that, we can stop that from happening, and then you can make your choice. He we have, we have friends that can take you places. He says. Okay, but he says, uh, so so if I understand correctly, you were like basically whatever you choose will will give you like freedom, you know, your own will back before, right? Yeah. Okay. My 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 whole thing would just be we figure out a way for him not to be controlled, set him up that, and then let him make his decision mm-hmm. on if he wants to stay or if he wants to go somewhere. 
I add on, I'm like, you, you should have your own freedom. And I understand that it could be hard to trust after all you've been through. <laughs> he nods. He says, please just help me be free. I think that's something that we would like to do. Well, we can start with that. I think that's a... All right, how, how, let me look. How long is it going to take me? Um, I, is this okay. something I can so, do in 10 minutes? Or is this something uh, I can... I mean, yeah, somewhere, it doesn't really matter how long it takes you. We say okay. scene transition. You've completely removed all the components and, like, blocked off the access ways, rerouted what need to be needed to be rerouted. Um and filled in this, uh, like, um, well, he still has this kind of cavity in the front part, but it's not, like, structurally threatening or anything. Um, he stands up and moves around, and he lifts up that big drill arm, like, pointing it up, and it just kind of, it, it's slowly... Like he just slowly, like it's like he's like moving. He's moving his fingers in one hand, and then he looks at the drill, and the drill like slowly rotates. Like he's he can control even the new augmented portions, and he looks down. And he says, he just smiles at all of you in a way that maybe some or all of you can't help but feel. A little guilty for considering your past, but there's none of that towards you from him. He just smiles and says, well, or he says, well, whatever you, wherever you want me to go, I am not eager to return to people but I trust you if you want me there you'll be under our protection and our friendship dude I've okay. got the, t the tower kitted out with all kinds I of cool defenses while we're, while, we're, while we're saying this I whisper to Raven I say can he join our team? Is he a team? <laughs> wait, wait. Do we even need Tara? Can she just... Can we have <laughs> I whisper mm. back and I'm like, I don't, I don't know rock ages. <laughs> Yo, Tara will... Like, imagine what Tara will be able to do with this Cinderbox. We said he wouldn't be this controlled, team. and Tara's just going to be like, puppet. <laughs> yep, but you don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> so, if that is your decision, then he will come with you guys, whether you, I mean, either way, whether you teleport back home, or whether you get on the big bomber, um, he can be taken with you. Uh, with your connections with... Um, Agent Morgan, she will help you conceal his entry into the country and get Very him good. into like like a big section in like the garage 
<laughs> is where he will have to. I'm like, yo, cyborg, maybe you can like build like a translator so that he could talk to all of you. Oh, I can do that. Hold on. Yeah. Let me look. I think. I, let me look. Look at my research and what I can yeah. construct. So can I? With, can with Jim the... Morgan also really fast also yeah. look into our connections to give him him like find a home for him like somewhere that he might actually thrive at. I don't know if he's going to be like thriving in on mm. Teen Titans Island. So in our garage, yeah. <laughs> well, to be to be completely honest, if you explain all your choices and everything, she just goes. To be honest, if you had at, <laughs> he's like, it, when you ask me about that kind of thing, where I think a big rock man who could be potentially dangerous would maybe thrive and have a peaceful life, maybe it would be some unoccupied place like. A desert or something. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, sarcastic lady. (laughs) She's like, you kids picked the tougher choice. (laughs) Yes, but now we can eat pizza with him. What if Cyborg (laughs) wants? We want to do whatever's best for him, and we got to repair him. And does he eat pizza? He's a rock. <laughs> all all of these okay hold on we must find out all all of these questions okay that all of these questions and more in season two of teen titans roll okay i do have one question i do have one question about that ending real quick did we just fix mm-hmm. him in the middle of a desert or did we take him home to fix him Okay, so you you fixed the ability to control him. He was still super fucked up and like roboticized. We just did and, that like, in the had desert? a big. No, no, I no. I mean, Donatello the Ninja Turtle can hotwire like a spaceship that he just <laughs> saw without knowing aliens existed in like five yes, minutes. Yes, yes. So, so I it, just clarified. It's very much that within. Did that in the middle of a desert. <laughs> yes. I mean, cyborg okay, has cy- cyborg mm-hmm. is a toolkit. Cyborg, you know, cyborg can do that. It's impressive. Like, I'm gonna use that like... next time he makes me mad. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you're a tool. Just with no tools. I don't know. I'm just call me a toolkit. No, he has tools. He, <laughs> he has like tool. all of like his work tool tools kit. integrated. He is a tool. Um, yeah. So, but but as far as longer term, getting him back to his original state, that will be a longer process. We just so, have yeah. to lay him down and fill him with cement and let it dry. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so um, now we get to this uh, actual segment for tonight, uh, which is the Teen Titans talk, where we're going to talk all about um, this season leading up to now. We're going to go through some questions. Hopefully we can get through uh, most of these uh, or some of these. Um, and yeah, uh, I, I hope this isn't just, I I mean, who knows what this could look like. It could be questions, a lot of questions from these cast members, or it could be them drilling me about my stupid decisions (laughs) throughout this game. But no, I think it will be good. So now we have some questions 
surprisingly good questions from uh, a surprisingly stupid man. <laughs> hey, wow. Ow. Ow. <laughs> Look, I farted these things out when I was... Anyway, go ahead. He no. can be a genius when he wants to. I bet if you took our IQs, his would probably technically be the highest. No, stop. 100%. <laughs> Not allowed. Say that. 110%. <laughs> 110 IQ. I don't you see, I don't even know if that's high. It's I think that's so low. <laughs> Considered average in the United States. Yeah, it's yeah. average yeah. low. Yeah. Okay, low we're all doing genius, BuzzFeed yeah. test right now. Okay, so. Um. The first one is what's something new you learned about the DC universe over the course of this playing in this season? You know, I never actually did the research. I knew there were like devils and angels, but I'd never even thought about the idea that there was God in it. And like the Abrahamic (laughs) God in a pseudo, like the pseudo cat, Catholic religion was the actual canonical religion of this world. Yeah, <laughs> like, the, oh, okay. the the source from what I understand is he describes himself as legitimately that, like you described, yeah. but he's also like every conception right. of like the over deity um at the same time and probably also like whatever like like alien like uh like over deities exist as well right he's more concepts um, than just the abrahamic yeah. god but... but he's he's the um he is the conception of you know basically god ca- in in a capital g sense other than the fact that he communicates with like obviously there is someone else that controls even him that he's aware of who is the writer of whatever comic book and in this uh... case the dm <laughs> So yeah. <laughs> oh, this is Mormon. <laughs> this is Mormon. I'm trying to think uh, if there's anything I learned that I didn't already know. I, I definitely familiar. didn't know anything about like the big spectral green guy who is like associated mm. with God or something. I don't think yes. I knew anything about that. That is the Spectre, who's a pretty cool character who he is conceptualized as he he is described as the right hand of vengeance of God. <laughs> so like, and of like, again, it's described as like actual God. And for whatever reason that, because it's DC, that of course has to be mean that he is a guy who is like kind of a superhero anti-hero sometimes, but he's also like a cosmic entity that is like, Yo, John Constantine, stop dicking around. <laughs> um, I, I guess I learned a lot about Plastic Man. Like, I, I don't, <laughs> know, I don't that know that we actually learned a lot about Plastic Man, but I yeah. rarely think about it. I didn't so, know like... Edwina was an actual character. <laughs> In one comic. Up, I thought it was just an NPC who came up with. <laughs> No. I appreciate yesterday I was on the internet and they had someone propose Plastic Man versus Magneto. And oh, everybody that. who said Magneto was just getting hated on because <laughs> everybody 
plastic man would just own. Pla- plastic, not only, right, is it obvious that Magneto can cannot take advantage of his powers against Plastic Man, because unlike even a regular human, he can't do the, like, rip the iron out of your blood thing, yeah. because Plastic Man has no blood. But even yep. if, like, even aside from that, Plastic Man is, like, stupidly and perhaps sometimes inconsistently, but that's the case with all superheroes, like, a, like, a big threat... <laughs> <laughs> he's like the plan if Martian Manhunter whatever went rogue because he doesn't have a, uh, a brain <laughs> that could be controlled. Yep. But yeah. Even more of Plastic Man that I didn't know about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I, I was going to say, Charlie, did you know it? <laughs> I don't know anything about DC. I'm a Marvel person. And even then, I don't read comics. So, like, I'm really mm. just an MCU person. <laughs> yep. And Teen Titans. I watch Teen Titans. But, yeah. Everything. Literally everything that wasn't in Teen Titans, I learned. Including, <laughs> including things about John Constantine. Was... <laughs> Sorry. I also did not know there was a whole pirate dimension. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. We learned about the pirate dimension. And I looked really hard to find out like what characters' appearances were there, but apparently it's not really something that's uh, like, used a lot. I, it's yeah. <laughs> I did not know. I randomly spit out like a number for a dimension one time in chat, and then I looked it up, and it was the dimension of the Amazonians. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that's exact. I wow, they have that's that, fitting. and I randomly guessed it. Yay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, so what was your favorite episode and why? And I could also conceptualize this as like an arc, like an episode in terms of the show, not necessarily even it has to be in terms of like our production rate, but like an arc, like the Nevermore arc or, you know, the Masks arc or whatever. Um. Honestly, I really, I mean, it wasn't a perfect example of it, but it was still, it was pretty fun. I really enjoyed this thing we had in the Middle East. I, I'm, I'll, it, those who know me know I'm a big Shadowrun <laughs> fan. And I like infiltration missions and just, and it had some pretty good role-playing dynamics. I don't know, I enjoyed it. Yeah, well, and if, there, I, if there's a DC franchise that I like more than Teen Titans, it's Suicide Squad, so... I really like the part where we went underwater and then made a drug and then met God. (laughs) That was pretty good. It's still my favorite. If if I'm correct, the same episode where Dylan Cannon guest starred and I spanked him for a very long time. (laughs) See all the things. (laughs) As happens when one of you goes over to the other's house in real life. <laughs> yeah, for those who don't know, uh Dylan is my is, was my best man at my wedding uh in real life and he's a very good friend. And so it was inevitable that our uh, coming together in this podcast would turn into some kind of horrible shit post. <laughs> <laughs> Great, amazing. I thought you were going to say just so you guys know Dylan and I are best friends and we do spank each other. <laughs> <laughs> they probably do, but still <laughs> Next time you see him, you should just smack him on the butt and he'll probably be like, he'll either be like, okay, yeah, that's fine. Or he'll be offended because that's like a jock thing to do. 
I, like I never know, honestly. I, never, I won't know until I do it. It's for environmental reasons only. Or he'll have listened to this episode and been like, "I knew you were going to yeah. do this." <laughs> yeah, right. He would not. He's not listening. <laughs> no. He was I'm joking. To show I'm joking. Today, he but, might be. You know, he doesn't love us, so. <laughs> no, it's specifically because he doesn't. He doesn't listen to like uh, narrative podcasts. Like, I've tried so hard to get him into certain actual play podcasts that I know he'll love, but he just, like, refuses. I relate, though. I relate. <laughs> Doesn't he work in a warehouse or something? That'd be perfect yes. for him. Anyway. Yes, <laughs> we, we can't go off on a tangent about somebody about some unrelated person's flaws again. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> he's a great apple, lad. And we so, love him. Yes, yes, we do. We love you, Dylan. Indeed. Um... I'm 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 torn between three arcs. I think my favorite like theatrical arcs of our podcast. I really liked Nevermore. Mm-hmm. I really liked the whole arc with Constantine, and I really liked um, the uh, Slate Apprentice arc. Oh yeah, the what what happened with Apprentice was really good. Uh- I yeah, I I really my favorite fight was probably. It's a tie, but I, I think my favorite fight was when Robin and I were fighting Slade. Um, that, and that, whole, that whole battle was super cool. Um, I also liked the whole crazy battle with Constantine and, Entr- and what's his Etrigan. name? Etrigan. And um, I don't know. I just really like Constantine as a character. So I was kind of fangirling the whole entire time. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I really liked, I think theatrically nevermore was the first time like the podcast i like i was like wow this is this this is like enrapturing me yeah (laughs) honestly raven episodes like that sisters was good yeah but oh man there's been a lot (laughs) Um, i guess i'll i'll oh we'll have you yeah you go ahead oh sorry i was gonna say um i think the finale of masks was really good like what mm-hmm. masks is one of the instances where I really like like what the way we changed the plot was so interesting yeah. and ended up like <laughs> in really subtle ways changing the whole like like party mm-hmm. dynamic and everything. I really yeah. like that, um, yeah. and I think it was some of our strongest storytelling. Um, mm-hmm. And then of course I like bias. My favorite episode was probably Starfire's finale episode with Blackfire in this arc because that was some of the most intense. Role play and <laughs> acting I've ever done. That was so, that was so good. <laughs> I love that you had a crazy Dragon Ball Z fight with all these emotional like like speeches going on, and I was just like, <sighs> like I wish that was my favorite episode because that sounds really cliche, but like it was. I mean, to be fair, one of the reasons I really like the me and Robin fighting Slade is because I was there too. <laughs> <laughs> I like that Beast Boy was Slade's bitch, even though he wasn't supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> it was a package deal. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, no that that was moment was really good for me. Um, I don't know. It is tough. I say it's very close with Nevermore because I really loved Nevermore. I think that Raven episodes, like even just watching for season two, watching Fear itself, like. I mean, obviously, they're doing all this, like, visual, creepy horror stuff. And, like, it it's existential already. 
when you are thinking about what the episode is saying. And in a role-playing game, there's even more opportunity for it could, to reach even deeper. And so I really love that. I also just love the more narrative flow that I was able to do. Um, and sending, sending like blurbs about like, like, honestly, Charlie, like you just did so great in that episode <laughs> that it was super fun. Yeah, I'm pretty proud of to my just, like, in that episode. I, I, also, I, like, I was surprised. I was like, you, you, this is like, you, I'm, I'm shocked. It like, helped that I like, had like, um, what do you call it? Um, like something to go off of half the time. Yeah. I don't, I just don't know what to say. So I just like sit here quietly until something comes to mind but like with that episode i kind of had like like ideas to bounce off of and i was able to show off a little more i guess yeah and i'm really glad that that you were because like yeah it was just it was really fun um and i love that i think for me probably still one of my favorites is forces of nature just because Mm. of like how for me it was like the first time that i felt like obviously the episode three arc with with sisters went totally off the rails and i was like that's crazy but like like forces of nature did that in a way that was like a super great example of like why i want to play like replay a game like this like it changed details but not the essence of entirely and thus showed like what doing this kind of a game is capable of you know it was like choices like wow we're pretty beat up after fighting uh thunder and lightning on the bridge let's go back to the tower and take a short rest and then that just like skipping a large portion of the episode and bringing the second part straight to the end fight and then like things like instead of beast boy and thunder having like an interaction like and and combat at the end of the episode it was starfire and lightning and yeah. it just melded really well that was like the first like that was the first like mini dbz fight too so that was like really fun to do that like that matchup starfire and lightning just like fighting and and having that psychic uh like communication the one you know the way that that beast boy and thunder do instead in the original and and then obviously also it it still had like the introduction of of slade disguised as that old man fighting robin um and that was also uh ryan's first time as robin um oh, yeah. i forget sometimes was... he was that late in yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um it also had starfire wearing a mustache that's true, <laughs> that's, true. <laughs> I forgot about that. that's true ryan is such that. a good robin by the way he is you are <laughs> it's such a weird like I feel like I always have trouble with Robin because of, like, Robin is not 100% the type of D&D character I would normally do. Not not in the way that, like, like kind of a more smart character and, like, strategically thinking character, but more of, like, 
oh, he's a hero, but he's also a leader. That's like, okay, where am I in this? Mm-hmm. How do I role play this in a way? Yeah, you right. tend to play lo- you tend to play loners a little bit more. I think I do. <laughs> I do. Yeah. That tends to like slowly come around to parties while like this one's like right away he needs to be like the leader of the party and everybody's looking to him and I'm like, um <laughs> I, I missed I, the first part of this, so I'm jumping I right feel in. Like, yeah, and, and I've and I've been trying and I think sometimes I subconsciously am like giving you that alley oop of just like looks at Robin, like he's the leader. <laughs> yeah. What's the thing we should do. Like, yeah. I appreciate it. I appreciate Much it. pressure. I, I'm glad that you're you are Robin and I'm Raven. Because I almost wanted to be Robin and yeah, I think I picked yeah. the correct character. <laughs> I, I think we're, I think Robin and I think I picked the correct one too. So yeah, yeah I, I think it's good casting honestly. Cause I mean I think a lot of us have a, a role play challenge to overcome. Like mm-hmm. again, I, obviously Starfire isn't the kind of character I usually play. She's more heroic. Um then I, you know, yeah, I'm, a, I, I, I'm a murderer or a, <laughs> or a chaotic character. I, I like yeah. planning, and 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 Beast Boy is the I I don't I don't plan or think I just tell <laughs> jokes, and so I'm just like I it's kind of like a relief, but also like stressful because I'm like I have this mm. idea. Would Beast Boy like think of this? And I'm just like yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I think it's been fun to overcome challenges too. Mm-hmm. I also yeah. love the character choices that everybody has made with the like it. It's so cool to see how like each person fits the character that they've chosen, but at the mm-hmm. same time, they make make such cool, interesting character choices as that character. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, and um, like. I was going to say to the point about like playing a leader character like Robin, I, as a DM love the hell out of it because I feel like there are many things that in the modern, modern era of D and D, you know, it's like the old, the old guys, the old, the old fogies played a certain way. And now the kids play a different way. And now there are kids who play a different way still. And there's gradients all within those, those realms. And one thing that I feel like has fallen out of fashion is a dedicated leader as an essential element in a D&D party. Nobody, mm-hmm. now it's like, even if it happens, people are like, I don't want it or I shouldn't want it. <laughs> like, like even to the capacity that like one of my characters in a game I'm in is kind of leader-ish. He's like, hmm, maybe I shouldn't be a leader and let's all talk about it. <laughs> because I'm like, ah, I don't know if I want to do that. But like, I think I really appreciate, like, I think it's a sign of, uh, of maturity in a group when, when people can accept someone as, as a leader, um, if they've earned it and continue to earn it. Um, and so that's why I'm even more happy that it, uh, that it's been handled well, even in a group where it was assigned by the DM at the beginning. <laughs> so, yeah, those are just my thoughts about that, I guess. For sure. Well, and it also probably helps that the dynamic has changed a little bit based on, I mean, you know, let's be real. We, like, we trust Robin, but, like, maybe not to in the same way that we used mm-hmm. to. Um, yeah. So I do think there is a more, like, our party, like, not necessarily functions a little bit more like an open forum than it did in the show at mm-hmm. this point. Yeah. 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 And I feel like that was necessary. And like, um, it's more like a thing where it's like a friend who has made mistakes 
and now it's like instead of just like in the show where he just like resolves to try to make less mistakes and his friends keep trusting him which is fine i think it's it's a little more nuanced because it's like now there's like kind of an element of like accountability as well yeah true. you know where it's like we like it has not been said but it still feels in somewhat un i would say at least partially uncertain terms like you keep messing around maybe we will not follow you (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's like when you know somebody it's like it's like when you trust somebody but you also like know that they have like potential like limitations i guess right they have vices Um, yeah exactly (laughs) Mm -hmm. We can't and... put Slade in front of in front of uh, Robin because he will be tempted. <laughs> <laughs> He'll star humping. Oh God! <laughs> Which brings us to question number. Nine. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, it's a good segue into question three, which is: What do you believe will be your character's central conflict by the end of the story? Which I feel like is a question that is very impossible to predict, but. Um, we could do it by next season, but we could also do it by keep doing it by the end of the story, because I feel like obviously as we go down the road season by season, we'll get closer to an accurate guess. That's fair. I don't know. (laughs) I think, I mean, I think I can lead with this. Um, I, I think that, I think that, you know, obviously it's a little bit foolhardy to think I could predict it because at the beginning of this season, I definitely didn't think Starfire's conflicts would be what they are now. But um, yeah, I definitely think that uh, sort of, yeah, like, like we were talking about sort of trust versus forgiveness and that complicated interplay are a big part of what goes on with her now, because not only Robin, but obviously Blackfire, um, mm-hmm. what's ended up happening here with Cinderblock. Like, I think who you trust, why you trust them, and, like, how you choose to belong with people is kind of a, it's it's sort of, it's sort of what's going on with her, and I don't really know how that's going to resolve or if it's going to pivot to another sort of question. Hmm. Hmm. I feel like if you're done, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I feel like for Robin, especially in the D&D setting in the show i feel like robin had less in the show robin seemed like he could hold his own against a lot of people Mm. so like even in the thunder and lightning i feel like he held his own in like when he did do masks he held his own with the red x costume and i feel like this one so far while Robin's like being the leader and trying to like do what he thinks is best, I feel like I've been struck with the vast difference in strength and like any kind of abilities that Robin seems to have that I am curious. Because it's like, Robin in the show was a little bit different than, like, my mindset with the this Robin. To, like, where where is it that he's, like, going to be, like, a leader to all these powerful people 
and then can't protect them mm. in a way from like a lot of different things. Oh, well, that mm. makes sense. Because it's like yeah. like the whole reason like I, and I know you <laughs> you especially reacted when I said that I put on the red X suit in Kuwait or yeah. wherever we were in Karak. Yeah, <laughs> and Kuwait. I'm like. I you know, say Kuwait, and I'm like, that wasn't it. <laughs> um, it's one of those things where it's like, and I mean, it make it will. I'm sure it will eventually, potentially come to a head, where I feel like in my Robin's mind, the suit was a way to get close to Slade. And how he went about it was what was the issue, rather than the suit now being a potential tool to protect people. Mm-hmm. And that's why oh. he—that's why I made the decision to bring it on there because I knew we were going with the Suicide Squad, and I was like, "This is a tool to prevent Suic- Harley Quinn, in my case." from killing anybody yeah that makes sense i mean in the show i think the implication was that he like destroyed it because it like symbolized like his you know his state of mind at that point his addiction yeah. and stuff like that but yeah like that's a decision that totally makes sense and that i totally get and that's kind of only... like where i'm like struggling with it it's like do i like try and rebuild the red x suit into a robin suit almost yeah that's doesn't it technically use that. like an illegal, like dangerous substance to be powered or something? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think we know that at this point, but uh... um, I can well, buy it. Don't worry. That'll be that'll be an interesting thing to to cover. Uh, you know, if only there's like another episode uh, where we're. <laughs> <laughs> where where the where that suit is uh very relevant <laughs> uh, uh called imagine that called twitter <laughs> called oh, twitter about the one with the car chase yeah <laughs> the the joke is that it's called x or something <laughs> yeah oh, my oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> very dumb joke anyway um, um yeah does anyone else have like a a prophecy uh, yeah yeah tara <laughs> <laughs> um i mean probably not till i mean i don't know if that will last till the end of the story i don't know how long like or what's gonna happen with any of that so i'm kind of nervous um but um i'm excited about what the heck is gonna happen with that it's a big uh, beast boy um plot yeah because in the in the show beast boy had like two of the most significant like character arcs like he his outnumbered anybody else's. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not bitter that Starfire didn't get a season. Boy got a season. <laughs> not at all. It's Starfire okay, you're making up. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, John but yeah, or Charlie. Um, okay. Um, yeah, I think Tara and just Beast Boy trying to figure out his responsibility and what what he's his like goals are. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's going to be dramatic, I think. <laughs> Always. Who else, who uh, else ju- didn't answer? Yeah. And, um, and, and not not everyone has to have an answer if they don't think they, they can come up with one for any question. IDK, my dad. 
<laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty solid uh for for uh for Raven. IDK my dad. That's so Raven. <laughs> uh, honestly, the big central conflict with Cyborg, I think always is going to end up being at some level man versus technology and what how much is one life worth or what is humanity? What like questions of that um, are going to, I think, always going to come to the forefront of Cyborg. So I almost feel like uh, his has got to be not just uh, people talk about inner struggles, but his in, some his inner struggles have physical form. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. If his inner struggle is technology itself, well, that's also an outer struggle. Yeah, anyway. yeah. Johnny, it's almost it like almost... missed an episode. <laughs> yeah, is that what no, you were literally about to say? <laughs> no, no, but that is accurate because that is what the rest of some of his parts was like. <laughs> uh, but you skipped it. Uh, but of course, because of that, there will be more of that in season two. And yeah. uh, also, the AI uprising. I mean, I'm pretty. Oh yeah. yeah, the AI uprising. I'm also pretty excited for when we get to Brother Blood. Like that's gonna mm-hmm. be. Oh yeah. Yes. The 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 other thing that I was saying was, wow, Johnny. It almost sounds like you've watched the show, Wait, <laughs> even uh, though you haven't. But it, it just like it makes sense for him. And I've I've I read a little bit of comics in like the future of him but as a whole it just seems like it's his thing he's got to do yeah. battle with that yeah no you're kind you're kind of on the the track for like what a lot of like his character arc in his season is about oh honestly, definitely so. yeah. yeah obviously yes it's it's kind of an obvious writing direction which is why people have expressed that it's one of the weaker ones <laughs> um like like in the original but like yeah of, of course like um the struggle between technology and humanity is an issue for cyborg um we're gonna do it better that's right we're gonna surpass <laughs> the original material <laughs> yeah we are <laughs> yeah um yeah. all right so question four how do you feel about having created a drug that allows you to meet god <laughs> <laughs> pretty good um, huh. i love uh, it i think it's great you know i think cyborg is one step away from being like a paladin cleric he just has to have the right thing happen to him it's so like if he genuinely met god and was like oh everybody needs to meet this guy he'd want to mass produce that drug oh my goodness <laughs> I just becomes a drug lord I think that it's really, like, my focus is, I think it's really interesting that we very logically came to the conclusion that almost all of us would do drugs in character. (laughs) Given that I'm, like, 90-80% sure that these characters were probably invented for, like, anti-drug PSAs or something like that. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know if these characters would, but also, I feel like their curiosity of trying to figure out what the heck the that uh what's his uh the aqua guy was talking about yeah like and just like safely testing this stuff that they i don't know why like we took that route but (laughs) it was fun (laughs) it it was super hilarious because like you could have just created 
<laughs> yeah, you could have gotten the same results by just creating like a knockout gas. <laughs> that would have been instead, so you were like, though. you were like narcotics. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Let's where's the fun in a knockout gas? We yeah, wanted to make yeah. them chill, man. <laughs> and for, yeah, for all of our I listeners, just... at, for all of our listeners at home, just know that our group chat to this day is called Teen Titans Roll a Joint. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We, we do not condone uh, drugs and illegal substances. <laughs> or do we? Depends on the drug. <laughs> or do we? <laughs> <laughs> hey, do whatever you want. <laughs> we condone freedom Be here. Safe, do whatever you want. I don't know. Be safe is, I guess, like yeah. My 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 compromise is be safe. <laughs> um, but yeah, but yeah, that was pretty pretty silly because that was very much a a D and D thing to do. Um. And it was just super hilarious that it came about on an episode where we also had Dylan on as a guest. So. I, I love how I love how little like consequence it sort of had. We, we met God, yeah. and I think it was good. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, it had like almost nothing except to give you a hint to like maybe talk to John Constantine if you want, <laughs> and you chose yeah, to, sure. and that was nice. But. Uh, <laughs> but uh yeah um and i came up with that fact because i had just watched like an animated uh john constantine movie um where he gets trapped in that house that was his house there's like a version of that house that exists in the cosmos or something mm-hmm. like and that he was like trapped there as like a prison and like reliving like horrible horrible experiences <laughs> in his life and and at one point he was like hey what the fuck is going on and like there's just this one scene of like the specter like looming over him in a big galaxy uh and the art style changed and he was like yeah you're a shit (laughs) he was like (laughs) so so i was like yeah i gotta i gotta get the specter involved i was like you know specter will be involved in the process yes. of meeting god and then i was like the last thing i saw with specter was uh, the john constantine thing so i'm gonna bring that up too <laughs> um very good yeah um what superpower do you think your character wishes they could have <laughs> <laughs> um i think any I of them so, <laughs> I, honest, honestly i think cyborg really doesn't want to see people die especially his friends like he really is if you look read enough about him and look into him enough he's kind of one of those i ride or die for my friends type of people and um but not he would also want to do more so honestly i i thought hard about this and some sort of healing ability i think would be the way he'd go like either to regenerate people things or to just have a general healing powers that he can extend to people or maybe a growth power that would include growing back limbs or growing plants too or heck cloning man do you know it'd be cool if he just (laughs) 
he could clone both himself and other people and have like 50 cyborgs and then if he wanted to save somebody he could clone them too man <laughs> this is funny because while i i still while i still accept the utility of just having it as like an instantaneous power i don't think any of those things you mentioned are impossible for cyborg to accomplish even in, yeah. if in some cases with some help if he needs some help with science <laughs> right. even before even before this being a dnd dnd fantasy w- version like just right. in the dc world yeah if he really wanted to he could you know he could like speak to the people and learn the things necessary to make a clone <laughs> wow yeah <laughs> but He's not there yet, but yes, something that either prevents people from dying or because the thing is, he he's, I think he quickly comes to realize he can prepare to protect people all day. He can do everything he can to protect people, but one, they're still going to get hurt one way or another. He can, he will fail. And so right. if there's some way to help them after he fails, I think right. that's what he'd go with. This is an element that is very common in superhero uh, media because there's like the Flash comics, most broken motherfucker in almost oh, yeah. <laughs> in a, like a lot of fiction, and he has something very like famous to him is I'm not fast enough, right. like he is not always able to save people. He ruins the universe trying to save his own mother from being killed at one point by going back in time. Like, there are things, there's this this issue where it's like, exactly what you're talking about. Do I do, like, I care so much and I've lost so much um, or I fear losing so much what can I change to stop it or bring it back? And even the most powerful beings in the world that even Cyborg lives in, like, have gone through that. And mm. some have realized, I have to let some things go. Um, yeah. Like, it is life. And so I'm very interested to see how that goes for Cyborg. And... Also for any of the characters, because I feel like that could easily happen to any or all of your characters. Like as a team, you guys could be like, we must stop thing that happened. I think it's it's because I just read in the comics the arc where he literally merged with the giant hive mind that took away all of his (laughs) morals and everything and just got down to the core gut. What does he want at this moment? And he decided, I want to protect the Teen Titans. So we just, he took this giant spaceship back to Earth and nearly destroyed the planet just to extract his friends and be like, I'm going to keep you in stasis so you'll never die. (laughs) He will do whatever it takes to protect his friends. Reasonable. (laughs) The world be damned. (laughs) Great, great. Anyway, go on. Yeah. Um, Um, I think that Starfire's powers... um, (laughs) They well, they inherently stem from her confidence 
and her like joy and everything. So honestly, I think she's pretty happy with her powers. Like <laughs> I think that being content with her power is part of what her power is. Mhm. Mm. That's mm. fair. Mm. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, let me think. I feel like Beast Boy though he can like change into any animal. He can't really change much about himself. I mean, he's still green. He's a small, mm. uh, stupid boy. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, no, his penis is canonically boy. large. His penis is huge. No, <laughs> but 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 at this but but um, but, but at this, no no it it's in the show in in the show with Puppet King he they he oh, looks. Right. He looks in the pants. He looks in the puppet's pants, and he's like, "That's not accurate." <laughs> it could also be because it was puppet size. Oh no! Oh my god! <laughs> but anyways, I feel like he would want to be able to shape shift into different looking people too, mm. or I feel like he would like be satisfied with like like Shazam powers or just like like I feel like I could see him being a Superman fanboy or like mm-hmm. just like being big and strong and just like yeah. being able to fly around it just sounds super cool and like yeah. he wouldn't like like animals are amazing and it's and like it's cool that you could that he can just like I, I feel like he, he thinks it's super cool that he could just like have that array of like uh an- animal like capabilities but also to some extent like people may like not like look at him as like his human self entirely like and and recognize that as like having potential or being like yeah Mm -hmm. something along those lines i think yeah i i agree like i i think he would think he's one of the kind of kids that would be like, oh, I wish I were just a big, strong brick like Superman or something. Yeah, like I wish you I know. was big and strong like Superman, or I wish I was like like stronger and cooler like like Cyborg even, even though he's got the the robot parts, but like mm. he's he's you know like a good like like mentor like strong guy and just like I don't know, yeah, yeah. I think Cyborg wants to be what's what's that um island in Marvel Krakatoa is that it What? I don't know what the, you're talking about. Uh the mutant it's a mutant island. Oh okay. Um and it it actually has the power to um revive dead mutants. But they also can live on him and live on the mutant island and it protects them. Yeah, I want to be that. <laughs> okay. Krakoa. Uh, I think it's Krakoa. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, go on. Sorry. Yeah. I just thought of it. Uh, Charlie, what do you think Raven would like? The only thing I could really think of was like invisibility, maybe, so that she could just not be bothered. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I don't know. I, I feel like she probably, to some degree, doesn't like her own powers. So um, yeah, that's another answer could be like, like literally anything else. 
Yeah, I feel like the idea of like not being able to feel your emotions to their full potential because they would be dangerous is kind of terrifying to me because I have a lot of emotions and I'm just like, mm-hmm. I, it's intriguing, but it's not like a fun power to need to deal with all the time, I would think. Yeah. yeah. And then there's also like just the fact that our group needs a healer. <laughs> so maybe healing um, since we have no healing except for... <laughs> The cure wounds from Beast Boy, who's across the battlefield half the time. I feel like um, in no, a different like, form. I lick you, and it heals you for some reason. No, I don't know. I, I just my last level might fix that. By the way, at least a little bit. I I have the ability to take one spell and allow us to use it like fourteen times per long rest. Nice. Cure wounds. Cure wounds will probably be that spell. Probably a good call. Yeah. <laughs> Cyborg the medic. What is, what is I, that I'm ability? Gonna <laughs> He's gonna fix it. He's questioning you. Ah, run away. You, you, oh, you wish you knew, DM. Uh, I think I should. Spell <laughs> 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 storing item. Spell storing item. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. So you're and, just gonna. All right. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, but we're going a little bit of help there. Oh, and I can even give that to other people. And so, like, here, use it on yourself. That's like yeah. a med kit. It's a med kit. Rad. Yes, Rad. Um, all right. Uh, what's one thing you regret from the game? Why did you have to write such a scary question, Johnny? <laughs> <laughs> you could ignore it. But you've already said it, so it's too late. You gotta edit it out. <laughs> nah. I mean, I think, I think, like, for you guys, maybe, like, a choice or, like, a thing that ended up yeah, happening. Yeah. If you have any nice. any regrets or, like, things that um, we skipped over. I'm gonna go with not seducing Darkfire. <laughs> I don't regret crack shipping them <laughs> with Raven. I, I would have I had fun. Maybe she would have joined the team. We'd have had a party. We're all good. Nah, nah, nah. There was already a little been... bit of flirting, and that didn't save us. <laughs> yeah. You're out of your league. <laughs> do you do you have any idea of the power of the cyber penis? She oh she would have been on our side oh, so fast. Listen, listen, she listen. She she'd hit, but she would also be become the worst, like the worst learning experience of your life. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever watched the video with the hot crazy scale? She's hot, but she's also way up there with crazy. <laughs> I don't know. She gives me one night stand vibes. <laughs> fair, fair. I, I just wake every day. Cyborg comes in with bruises all over him. Oh, God. So, oh, God. This is getting dark. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> this is getting really so, dark. Someone else you know answer. <laughs> you remember that? Do you remember that Teen Titans like uh, role-playing podcast where the plot became about Cyborg being physically abused by Blackfire? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure they all did drugs and died. <laughs> <laughs> they got better. <laughs> It's fine. <laughs> uh, Gosh. So, some, someone else. <laughs> yes. 
My only regret is almost dying in the first episode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fair. I think I can fairly say then that I regret not helping you and instead going to fight everybody. <laughs> You're chasing down uh, You're chasing, I was chasing down Jinx, which I don't know, it just felt like the fun choice at the time. But when I went back and listened to it, I was like, why was I why was I like that? Wasn't I fighting someone? Wasn't that the whole reason I almost died? Because <laughs> yeah, I chose, yeah. like, I chose to have fun and fight, and I was like, well, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. I think I would hide in the back line and fucking use cause fear to keep people away from me. (laughs) I think I regret (laughs) I think I regret that sometimes I like overthink things and I wish that I said more stupid things. (laughs) I like think of a joke and I'm just like or like the hard thing for me is I'm in animal form so much and I'm just like dang I can't say this because I'm like a bird right now or something. And I'm like, yes, I could like change out, but then like I, we're in the middle of battle and I'm just like, man, this is, that's like the, in the, in the show, um, mm-hmm. he like just changes like constantly like back into beast boy right. and like does like all these right. quips and then like goes back and- into like five different animals. And I'm yes. like, technically like I could do things like that, but it's hard in combat where like it, it, it would use up all my spell slots uh, changing into animals. And then like, it's not like I'm too strategic with my battling where I'm like, I want to make sure I have like enough power right, to like right. do, get the job done. But and see, that also is what led to, I can't talk on the dog. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so we're and I, I will say sometimes that, if in combat you want to make a quip or or something like um obviously i think there are combats in the show where like him being an animal and getting like thrown as a capybara and grunting weirdly as he like smacks into cyborg like is part of the comedy but if you want to make puns or something like i'll let you just freely detransform and retransform like for Thank the you. free action thing. For the lols. <laughs> yeah, for the lols. It's like, DM, I'd like to use a free action. Just say it one. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, no, not allowed. <laughs> uh, like, shut up, yeah. you're interrupting me again. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, uh, I regret I regret prophesying uh, Fast and Furious movies that have not had not been released yet. <laughs> Uh, of our podcast it, Did it take place in 2003? yeah no there was definitely no fucking Hobbs and Shaw in 2003 um, but um, I also regret most of episode 2 because it's so long and we it's, did so much slow shit I, yes. I I as well okay <laughs> I will say as a DM if there are things I regret yeah it was it was those first episodes, which are just like so poorly produced. <laughs> um, I, I think if I have a more serious one, like I've I've gone back and listened um to a lot of this podcast, not all of it yet, but um the in sisters, I know that a lot of uh, interesting character decisions ended up happening, and a lot of 
good stuff in my opinion but i think a lot of it was uh sort of predicated on a, a little bit of a little bit of over dramatic role play like <laughs> i think that the other like i was really role playing the fact that we were impacted by cinderblock's death and i think i was role playing it harder than the rest of the group and i think <laughs> lack of like like alignment sort of caused I don't know, maybe a little bit of melodrama that maybe didn't need to be there. But I mean, I feel like I didn't get as like personally impacted as Beast Boy because I wasn't even able to do damage to him. So, but like, <laughs> right? Because like it's it, not my fault. It was, it was, but but at the same time, like I mean, I still feel like bad because like as a team we did uh, uh, ca- cause him to go down, but um. But it was it was more directly like you felt responsible because you were like starvolting him the entire time. I mean that's true, but it was Cyborg and like Robin that blew him up. That's and, like, true. That's true. And like I I presumably like uh, unlike the rest of the group have witnessed like war and death before. So like <laughs> I don't know it it you know it turned out fine I think, but it read maybe a little bit like oh there's like a tragic event happening in the world and like I've made it about me you know. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, like, I think all that's fair. Um, but it personally, like, I just, I really liked it. And I thought that, um, I think if anyone would to, like, regardless of whatever rationalizations about, oh, but she's seen death before, like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's kind of valid. But also in the show, she does kind of emotionally respond to things the most out of a group. And, that's fair. Everyone was kind of getting used to the fact that I had made uh, that I had had them uh, presumably kill uh, uh, kill someone as a group of heroes, and so I kind of view it like, well, even if she's you know taken life or hurt people before, like this was this is like Starfire's like new life with her hero friends, like this is where she yeah. is a good person. And like mm-hmm. joy and laughter can reign supreme. This is not where this kind of thing is supposed to happen, you know? Yeah. So I thought it was all good. And then, like, I think, like, if there was ever an opportunity for you to really feel that, the best opportunity was when your sister was <laughs> was around. So, yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm really glad that it ended up like changing the story path so significantly, too. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. We get more Blackfire, who was an underused <laughs> character. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. Um, okay. Did everyone answer um, that one, or did they want to? Or I don't know. Did Robin say something? I don't remember. I can't. I honestly can't think of anything off the top. He of my regrets head. nothing. I <laughs> no regrets. <laughs> No rag rats. Throwing explosion bombs at the whole entire team as, as, a, as a cyborg. Yeah, listen, listen. First off, first off, I don't feel bad like, about oh throwing dogs. throwing grenades at fairy dogs that come back with no damage <laughs> and superhuman people that can like whoop my butt left and right and center with a super suit on <laughs> that should have beat your butts. <laughs> you killed puppies. He killed her. Oh, yeah, I, killed, I literally don't think I killed any of them. <laughs> yeah. 
I literally don't think I did anything that episode but try to get away. <laughs> yeah. I have no regrets. I regret no, not he, building a stronger he suit. He did throw a bomb into Starfire's fa- face the second time. That's true. He did do that. But that's okay. <laughs> she can take it. Listen, it, yeah, wasn't in, it. it wasn't in her face. It was between the two of us. Oh, okay. And I took the most of the damage on that one. <laughs> no regrets no regrets <laughs> oh, so right. few regrets that you will argue anyone's point of regret <laughs> mm-hmm. i'm sorry the one the one last thing i wanted to say was that i regret that i didn't uh i didn't that we didn't react harder to some of previous Robin Delansky's very subtle, quiet, mumbled jokes, because some of them were were super hilarious. All the <laughs> we just didn't catch them like while we were in the heat of it. But like on yeah. the second he, listen, he was, he was funny. really funny. <laughs> New Robin is also super funny, but but uh, but Delansky was like very. He had a very unique sense of humor that worked really well. That's funny. Yeah. I, I regret um, um, mentioning that that uh, Beast Boy was eating an Impossible Burger, and when those didn't exist in two thousand three, <laughs> <laughs> better that, that times, <laughs> purer times. We must go back. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, what being in the DC universe should the DM introduce as a romance option? Oh no. <laughs> I don't Heck- know anything about DC. That's <laughs> yeah. all you. That's all you guys. <laughs> Technically, Brainiac isn't a guy or a girl. Um, and later turns good. Okay, that's one of those things that like could <laughs> technically be correct from the comics, but my experience with Brainiac, I mean, one, he always takes on a masculine form. Yeah. But uh, of course, that doesn't have to mean anything. But also, my experience is from the legion of superheroes cartoon that i watched where he which is a weird one but it's super good uh where he definitely is a boy yeah it's are there any dc characters that are like weird like sentient blobs i feel like that would be interesting that would be (laughs) i'm sure i'm sure there is what I think I think Cyborg just wants a woman who's normal. Like, is there is there just excuse some kind me? Of space? <laughs> <laughs> He's just girls. My 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 joke answer is Desire of the Endless, and my yes. serious answer is the Corinthian. The what? I don't remember wow. either of those people. It's. Sandman? Anybody? Anybody? Uh, oh no, no! I follow. I, I know okay, exactly. Thank you. What, really? Desire? Really? Desire? <laughs> this is my joke answer. Because it's a I terrible think, idea. I think they'd be really obnoxious in this in this series, now, especially since we're all teenagers. To be fair, I feel like death is every guy's kind of halfway dream, but they all know it's absolutely unattainable, so they don't actually think about it. I mean, she's literally death, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, uh, that, that is pretty great. 
Mm-hmm. I already have the romance option I want. Is this like oh. you? Yeah. <laughs> I mean Tara. For Indiana. <laughs> Google's how to get the good ending with Tara. <laughs> you, you don't know how hard I'm going to try to keep her. <laughs> I need a romance option for Raven, someone that can put up with her. Gothic Bob. I mean, gothic Bob. Okay, sorry, that was a really old Teen Titans forum running joke. There was that goth kid she talked to in at that club in that one episode. And they call him Bob. To, yeah, the forums all called him Gothic Bob because he never. What got kind of name is Bob? <laughs> Robert Bob. Dude, oh I would never God. date a Bob. What the fuck? They should go by Bob the Builder. Sound a name. Okay, well, it has to be a guy that's simultaneously kind of screwed up. It doesn't have it. It doesn't have to be a guy. I. It. It doesn't have to be a guy. Blackfire has been presented as an option. We've canonically established that she's probably bisexual. So, regardless, somebody who's similarly likes Aqualad, but she also likes Blackfire. Like, she has to view them as stable. Like, this person isn't going to go crazy, but has come through something. Mm. But what if, but what if, (laughs) oh. And then there's, of course, the the Teen Titans go shipping uh, Raven and and Beast Boy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, listen, listen, it's more, don't, don't, don't phrase it as a, don't phrase it as a Teen Titans Go shipping, okay? It's like a comic original shipping. Um, Excuse me, the creators of the, of the cartoon did say that they were not a ship and that they considered them brother and sisterly. What? Oh my gosh. Wait, didn't, don't they kiss? No. In, in, the, wait, in the Teen Titans cartoon? In, no. the, in the original Teen Titans cartoon, not Teen Titans Go. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm talking about in the Teen Titans Go cartoon. Oh, yeah, no. In Teen Titans Go, they're a ship. Okay. In the original, okay. they were not a ship. What? What? To the creators. But that yeah, was yeah, before, yeah. like, the... And by original, you mean the 2003. Like, age. No, it was simultaneous. It was simultaneous? <laughs> yeah, it was Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was there. I no, am I ancient of days. I am, you know, I am all I of the endless. Alright, old, old endless man. <laughs> you know, I think she'd get along pretty the well with Nightwing. Monster. I'm looking characters up. Ooh, Nightwing would be good. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> but also, I, isn't like, that Robin? <laughs> Wait, hold on. Wait, hold on. I'm looking up funniest superheroes, like ones that just will make her laugh. And well, yeah. the thing is, Nightwing. like, Nightwing's I know a lot one. of people ship Beast Boy and Raven, and I do think it's really cute, and the fan art's really cute. I but, think but cute. But real, realistically, like, what? How are they compatible? <laughs> Well, yeah, for exactly the reason that Johnny is talking about, like the the fact that he is like an unbridled, like positive influence, right? Right. That she, I suppose, but that's but that's literally it. And they've both been through like a lot together, and both been through a lot personally, and like they just have nothing in common. Mm. I mean, he's a Boy Scout. 
I guess. So mm. he kind of has that like stable sort of thing going on. He's more <laughs> the Captain America than Robin is, honestly. Honestly, yeah, especially comic types versions. I don't know that I would necessarily pair <laughs> Raven with a Captain America archetype, though. You know, listen, uh, the comic book, the comic book Beast Boy, while also a goofball, is like a shredded, like like what has been said, is like a shredded Captain America type who is like actually genuinely a very good leader <laughs> and like respectable person. Uh, <laughs> so it's. How- Maybe she'll be into him when he turns into a werewolf monster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> that see, that makes more sense. Cause then you got like I feel like you need a little bit of like chaos in there. I don't yeah. know that Raven would necessarily think... pair well with someone who's like see, I think perfect, after you know? the whole Terra thing and whatever else like happens and also like I feel like comic beast boy, like I mean I know he has like a whole like doesn't he like have like more like Slade stuff and like I don't know man I don't I haven't read him. <laughs> so how about Moon Knight? I think she'd okay. go really well. Let's with Moon Knight. let's let's not let's not <laughs> spend Moon more time. Marvel? Yeah. Hey hey hey, hey hey Marvel. Shut up! Shut up! <laughs> hey shut 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 up! I was just okay. answering the question. They both have yeah. They both have multiple personalities. Bro, Johnny Johnny, <laughs> stop! Hey. Okay, okay. Listen, we, we can't spend any more time on this question. We have okay, three okay. questions left. I'd like to get them done before Ted. Uh, <laughs> we just want to go get a burger. Uh, what's <laughs> one... Okay. <laughs> okay. What's... This is an interesting question. I don't know if it'll be a good question. What's one secret about your character that you know and nobody else does? All right, I got this. You know uh, how Batman keeps a list of how to kill oh no. the members of the Justice League? <laughs> oh, okay. Ne- you you oh, no, don't no. need to you don't need to say any more. No, 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 oh, no. no. He's the opposite. He's the exact opposite. He keeps a list of everyone that he would die for and what's Aww. what's most likely to hurt them and how he could prevent that damage. Oh my god. He, he has Robin everything <laughs> guns <laughs> guns <laughs> uh. that was surprisingly wholesome <laughs> yeah that was good oh. nice does anyone else want to answer that you don't have to. uh starfire <laughs> has a journal where she writes sometimes and she's writing us she's writing a story a hypothetical story about herself when she's older and she has a child and it's called I'm Not Starfire. <laughs> oh, God, no. And it's the worst thing you've ever seen because, you know, Starfire is not an author. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, man. Uh, I feel like Beast Boy um, has a, like, a pet like a cactus like plant in his room named, named like uh steven and he's <laughs> talked to it with talk with plants and it, it's what caused him to have existential crisis about whether like like plants are like alive sentient beings or not <laughs> what, what, it just <laughs> it's just so fed up with you at this point that whenever you animate it it just starts screaming to clean your gross stinky room yes <laughs> just like that one steven universe episode 
Just, just like these stars, where he talked to that bug. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, great! And I think he's gotten gotten over that. <laughs> and I, I, I had canon that Beast Boy has like a cat bed that he likes to sleep on as like a Aww. cat or a parrot <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. And his room is, yeah, of course, super dirty. <laughs> um, okay, I think we could move on. Um, do you think that having access to D&D abilities makes it easier or harder to get through the story's plot points? In what other ways does it change things? Weirder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, harder, think- but that's just because I'm bad at D&D. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, easier because I could summon Blink. Right. <laughs> yeah, easier because I could like shape shift and shit like that. Like yeah. we just have more yeah, like, tools under our belt. I mean, more yeah. ways to fix problems. Yeah. yeah, like not only do we have worse our superpowers and our like abilities like like augmented, but we also have like D and D classes as well. So like, I I don't know. I feel like it it uh, makes things easier to be like adapted differently and altered based on the original plot because like there wasn't blink dogs there wasn't like magic <laughs> like spells or scrying or like all this like like um going on in the show um so it makes it weirder and easier but also sometimes more complicated Mm-hmm. I have a very yeah. big counterpoint, and that is that <laughs> I think it makes it more complicated because there's more things to keep track of. And I have a very specific example, being that in I think it was our last session, I realized I went the entire season not realizing I had hellish rebuke because I'm a tiefling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't use it once. <laughs> Fair understood so that's just an example although it is fun to to make people cause fear and run away like every single Mm -hmm. fight and silence them (laughs) that is kind of fun (laughs) yeah yep yeah i feel like it makes it a little bit harder because it's like we can actually kill people pretty easily (laughs) (laughs) we have to think about like what would actually kill people it makes it harder in the sense that D D is like kind of usually you like kill monsters and you like Kind of fight things to the death. Death once you get to initiative rolls, um, yeah. unless you like actively do not want to, and that's what we're trying to do. But it's kind of harder. Um, yeah, I agree with that. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Fair. Because once you hit initiative rolls, it's like usually you're like, oh, you're killing this thing. It helps that <laughs> I can say non-lethal, and then like Superman punch somebody through like three buildings. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's non-lethal. <laughs> Yeah. Just pummeling them into the ground. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, in this game, too, there should probably be more instances where, like, no, yeah, you can shoot the big guy with the cannon and knock him out that way. Like, that's fine. Um, You know, it's just the only times that I've, like, it been, like, it does kill is, like, 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 even if you guys, like, punched a dude down and I forgot to ask you if it was non-lethal, and you take him out, I would typically assume, unless you were like, I'm killing this motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
like it, except for cinder block because you blew him up with a, a massively over damage damage mm-hmm. effect. i mean there so is was... there is though inherently sort of like a lack of that saturday morning mm-hmm. uh violence censorship thing like <laughs> yeah. like I, like as an example i'm just thinking about in like the end in teen titans uh season four when trigon the terrible like you know satan <laughs> literally like shoots eye lasers at them to like consume them entirely they just lie (laughs) there like they've like you know they're winded afterwards like they don't their clothes aren't torn they they aren't they aren't like vaporized (laughs) like (laughs) they're just like ouch that hurt (laughs) unlike in our game like even robin who's just a guy Robin survived being lasered by the devil. Yeah. (laughs) When the devil clearly intended to kill him. Yeah, yeah. There's there's one of those things where this this system and also just trying to do it as as in a in the system in general is like well, it, it does not consistently meet up with sometimes the consistency of the show. Uh, or the inconsistency of the show. <laughs> and so it's just trying for me to like find the balance in between the two. Because there are definitely things where it's like, oh yeah, it's totally like valid to make Starfire like an unstoppable, like, you know, just like flying brick. But it, then there's this one instance where like she gets shot by a laser from a Slade bot and like gets stunned and falls down and it's like that is only for the dramatic effect of allowing robin to shoot a grappling hook and save her like that's the only reason that that scene happened it was not balanced in like a in like a um in in like it it was not to appeal to versus battle people on the internet um (laughs) It's one of those things that those people would call an outlier because it doesn't make as much sense. Um, but it's like it nevertheless exists. So, like, for instance, my solution to that was, uh, yeah, I'm going to add a stunning effect that that happens. Like if you get hit and damaged by that laser, like it's a very bright, like, like startling effect and it can kind of stun you um, like even someone powerful. Like I have to create allowances in the system to replicate effects that don't entirely make sense in the show or aren't right. entirely able to be reproduced one to one. Um but I won't go on about that for a super long time. <laughs> but yeah. Um Yeah, I mean any more thoughts about that? Nope. Okay. And now our final question. Uh, what's one thing you would like to tell the audience? Mine is, are you out there? <laughs> is anybody out there? If you're there, remind the audience. Please you tell your friends. Tell your friends Thank you. about the Congratulations, play. you made it. <laughs> like, spread the word. Send us letters or emails or whatever. I don't know how you're doing it, Joey, but (laughs) how you doing, guys? We don't bite, well, most of us, 
<laughs> we can we can bite. Listen, if you sign up for the Patreon, we'll do whatever you want. I would say is sign up for the Patreon. We actually we do have one, right? I yes, I we do. Will, I will drive up send us to messages, wherever, contact us. Yes. I will drive up to wherever uh, Paul lives now and bite him if you pay us enough. <laughs> I will accept that if you pay us enough. I will not I will not throw resist. Johnny on the ground. <laughs> the audience runs away I will I will show I, I up need... just so that I can like detailed recreate the scene for you guys like through audio. plug where they can like contact yes, us. I will do that. I will do that. But I was just gonna say two things. One, yes, it would be totally amazing to have as 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 a Patreon reward. Uh, them fight slash biting each other because I want to <laughs> genuinely want to know who out of uh, Johnny or Paul would win, and uh, also and also having uh, Charlie uh, like commentate it like like like, a, <laughs> like like fight night, um, and <laughs> yeah, you see Paul coming in with a right hook. <laughs> yeah, for one time charge of a thousand dollars, it's gonna have... be bloody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yes, if you don't know already, we're on Patreon as Mind Theater Media. Um, it's the oldie spelling. The, maybe I should change that. Uh, nah, <laughs> but you know, it's perfect. It's good. Mind um, Theater. Yeah. Uh, theater. It's Mind Theater. Okay, let me do this real quick. Mind Theater Media on Patreon. Mind Theater Media on Facebook uh, and on X or Twitter. Um, it is um mind theater media it's at mind theater twt and i'm not changing that to at mind theater x yes uh if you join the patreon then you can literally talk to us directly and communicating and believing that we have an audience will never be an issue again because I did make a connected Discord server that just sits empty. <laughs> so, oh like, no! Join our Discord. Also, why am I not in that Discord? Please send me uh, the link, Joey. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I will send you all the Discord link as well. I didn't have it as a priority because... We had no Discord one. should always be a priority. Discord's like ninety percent of what I use anymore. <laughs> Fair enough. Listeners, you um, should absolutely hop on there and on the Twitter so you can tell us all how disappointed you are. Get get on the train. <laughs> Indeed. You think um, you join our Discord? I love Discord. Regret? You tell us what we should regret, please. Yes, definitely. <laughs> I'd love to hear what I should regret. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> tell me tell me i'm an idiot at least i would know i exist things uh about uh the show tell us everything you hate tell us whatever i don't know just <laughs> tell just... us about all your weird sexual fantasies Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. i'm kidding don't do that aged up, <laughs> aged up for god's sake don't do that unless you go to our patreon and you do whatever the fuck you want <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, if you become part of the Patreon family, there are horrors for you there that <laughs> that you can that you can experience. Like uh like a certain little like ten minute blurb about about Beast Boy. 
Oh, no. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, no. <laughs> on on that note, um, thank you all so much for listening to this season. Um, and thank you guys for being my players in this season of Teen Titans Roll. Thank you, Joey. <laughs> Thank you, we did it. Holy crap. You've done amazing. I did it. Your adaptations of everything. It's great. Send me that Discord right now. Okay, hold on. A caption on screen says, Two months later. We look down on an Arctic research facility in the midst of a blustery tundra. Then, our sight goes to the inside, where a high school girl walks around a lab. She checks various machine consoles while referencing a clipboard. Her work is interrupted by a wall exploding. She cries out as she falls to the ground and gapes backwards in fear. Through the opening from outside strides in Jinx, Mammoth, and Gizmo, and finally an old woman with gray hair and a black winter uniform with a gold patch on the upper arm. The girl scrambles away trying to get to an emergency button on the wall. Jinx cartwheels in front of her and leans down to peer at her with a snicker as she blocks her path. Mammoth steps forward and grabs her by her lab coat collar, lifting her completely off the ground. She yells and kicks uselessly, and her name tag lanyard falls onto the ground. Let me go, she yells. Mammoth, Jinx, and Gizmo chuckle cruelly at her, but are interrupted by the older woman. Get rid of that. We've a task to perform, she commands. Yes, hive headmistress, they all respond in earnest. Mammoth opens a door to a strange testing chamber in the lab and throws the girl inside, despite her protests, before closing her in. Gizmo scuttles around, hacking one console and then the next, while Jinx plays randomly with the buttons on others, which all spark with purple energy and begin to glitch. The girl bangs uselessly on the clear walls of the testing chamber, muffled but still audible. Stop! You can't! Miss Lincoln worked hard on this! The headmistress turns to her. I'm afraid that Lori Lincoln has upset quite a few people since starting out as the villain Killer Frost. One of these people happens to be my client. Gizmo chimes in. (laughs) Oh yeah, I heard a rumor at the academy that she got caught up in some military psyop thingy. Her head got explodified, Jinx adds while pirouetting. 
What? What are you saying? The girl asks in horror. I'm afraid that it's true, my dear, the headmistress answers. Your mentor went and used her research to continue the legacy of her mentor, the original Killer Frost. Your government is no longer willing to fund this division out in the open, which is why I'm here to oversee this job personally. Gizmo removes a disc from a port in the console he was working at and walks back to his master. I've got the goods, headmistress, he says. Excellent. Be sure to make a copy for our own use before we deliver it to the client. She then walks over to a panel and presses a button on the chamber. Immediately, frost begins to form around the girl, and then she is struck by white bolts of energy. She cries out in pain. Jinx, Gizmo, and Mammoth look surprised and glance at each other nervously. The headmistress looks on the girl's agony with a frown. It really is a shame to see such a promising young person meet their end so soon, but it's unavoidable, I'm afraid. She leans forward so that her face is close to the chamber wall, so that only the girl can hear her. Please don't take this personally. From what I've been able to gather, your mentor was caught between a corrupt government faction and the meddling hand of justice of the Teen Titans. If not for her anger towards a certain morose young girl, she might still be here to protect you. The girl writhes in pain as more energy strikes her, and then collapses onto the ground, lifeless. An automated message plays over the intercom. Warning! Self-sustaining thermodynamic ultraconductor breach imminent. Please evacuate. The headmistress beckons to her underlings, and they flee into the night. Machines begin to spark, and the ground shakes. Pieces of the building start to collapse. A massive surge of the white energy flows through the chamber once more, and the girl's body is lifted into the air. Her eyes open, a pure white light flowing forth from them and from her mouth, glowing from within. The chamber walls burst apart, and a vortex forms around her, an icy cyclone that blows off the roof of the building. It begins to expand, obscuring from view all that's within. Our eyes are placed upon the fallen name tag, propped up on its lanyard on the floor, before it is ripped away by the wind and everything is blocked from sight. It reads, Star Labs Student Intern, Caitlin Snow.